Welcome to another episode of Terrell Paranormal Talk, where we discuss all things supernatural, weird, and unexplained. Join us for discussions on UFOs, ghost stories, paranormal investigations, strange monster sightings, psychic skills, and places of high strangeness. I'll leave you to one of our esteemed investigators hosting today, and perhaps you will leave a little wiser and a little closer to having your curiosity satisfied. We hope you enjoy today's show. Hey guys, Brenda Newby here from Tarot Paranormal Talk. I want to thank you so much for your patience while I've been down sick. I am back home from the hospital, and we're getting this podcast out to you as quickly as we possibly can. Tonight, we are going to be talking about some listener stories, and I'm extraordinarily excited to share. I do have to tell you that these listener stories we're going to share tonight, we did have them actually caught on audio. Unfortunately, the location that we were at was really, really bad, so I don't have the actual audio. I've gone back and listened to these stories, and I hope that... I do them justice. If I have screwed anything up, the person who told the story should get a episode guide to this podcast. I would like you to let me know I screwed it up and I will come back in the next podcast and I will make sure to make it right or I will edit this podcast and make it right. So please be sure to let me know. I hope I can do them the justice that they deserve. Our fourth story is about a cryptid and we don't share enough cryptid stories. So we're looking for someone who has expertise in cryptid backgrounds, and we're looking for people who want to know more about cryptids and what specific cryptids you'd like to know about, ranging from Bigfoot to Jersey Devil to whatever, whatever you want to hear about. We are anxious to discuss it with you, and we're anxious to find somebody who has some expertise, maybe somebody we can interview, maybe somebody we can... uh, help bring on board and uh, consider part of our team, whatever, whatever it takes, right? All right, so this cryptid story is very strange because not only does it have elements of cryptid, but it has some large elements of extraterrestrials. You guys seem to really like the extraterrestrial podcast that we do So I hope this story you will find particularly interesting. And if you have any of your own experiences out there, we hope that you will share them with us. So the gentleman that told us this story was obviously freaked out by it. He is in his 30s now, excuse me, and he was young when this happened. I don't know exactly what age I failed to ask him, but he was with his I'm not sure what the audio said. I've tried to go back to read it. I believe it was him, his brother, and his father that were there. But for some reason, I recall it being him, his father, and his grandfather. I don't know why. So it was, the important point I want to make is that it was a familial line that this occurred in. So it was either brother, him, and dad or him dad and grandfather it was all family and that's the important point i want to make they were from what i understand standing on the bank of like a pond or small river this was on his grandmother's property 
So it was family property. It was a place they were familiar with. It was a place they had been to other times. It wasn't some strange place that they didn't know. He was pretty freaked out about it because he didn't talk about it for years, not even with his uh, long-time girlfriend. He was standing there on the bank with his family and across from them on the other bank, which was kind of a grassy area. You could consider it wooded. Maybe there was woods back, but he said it was more grass than anything. There is this illumination that comes up and it is in the form of a being, a human being or humanoid shape from the way he described it. But it was pale, it was small, it was lit up and it was walking towards them. And as he watched, he said he wanted to know more. He wanted to explore more. He wanted to see more. He wanted to understand more, but he was just simply frozen almost to the point of paralysis. And it appeared that his two other witnesses were kind of in the same state. Either they were just so stunned by what they were seeing or they weren't physically able to move due to the fear or possibly another factor. That's my speculation there. But he said it started out as a form far away and it just got closer and closer and closer to them until they were just looking at it and standing there. I had asked him if he had experienced any missing time and he said that he was young and he doesn't necessarily recall time back then, that it just, the memory that he remembers is seeing this incredible cryptid. And there's no necessarily a memory of them getting back to where they started from. So it, it's hard to say if there was missing time or not. He does agree that it sounds very alien. What did they see out there? What did they experience? Did they have any experience that maybe they repressed? I don't know. This is all simply speculation from me. They didn't talk about it, or at least if they did, they didn't talk about it for years and years. Once again, the audio was very, very difficult to discern. So I'm doing my best to recall from memory and the audio that I could retrieve. But this is the basic recollection of the cryptid sighting. I gave him two pieces of advice. Either you can turn around and never look back, take this for what it was, a cryptid sighting, and don't explore anymore if you don't want to, which is probably what I would do. I had asked him if he had any other experiences with being such as this, cryptids, strange monsters, whatever you want to call them, such as this, aliens or alienoid, humanoid figures. He said that he has no recollection of that. No recollection of UFOs or anything similar. I told him his second choice would be to go to MUFON and fill out their questionnaire for experiencers if he wanted to learn more and explore if this was a possibility. They have a great program now at MUFON.com, which is actually a, it's a free organization. It's run by 
people like me who are field investigators and they have an incredible set of resources with what they call their experiencer resource team or their experiencer research team. There's clinicians, there's psychiatrists, there's hypnotists, there's all of those people uh, that are familiar with this phenomenon and want to understand more and won't take it as you're crazy, but will take it as you've had a traumatic experience and we want to know more. Um, so that's an option for anybody out there who may have a similar experience. But I think for him, he was ready to just write it off for what it was. And I'm going to be honest, I don't blame him one bit. The second story I want to bring to you is not that uncommon of a story. And that's one reason why I picked this one to share. And I haven't asked her permission to share it. So I'm hoping that she'll be kind enough to let me share it because it sure was interesting to my fellow investigator when she pulled the original audio out. This young lady was distraught because her grandfather had passed and she wasn't there. However, he came to her in a dream one night. And in this dream, the grandfather was frantically looking for her grandmother. The young lady was real upset because she wanted to, she wanted to make sure that he knew that she was sorry because she wasn't there. So this is my take on that before I finish the story. I have been in enough medium readings to understand that once people get on the other side, I don't know if it's because they already know or because they see where we're at and understand our emotions and our feelings, they know that you didn't mean to miss the ending of their life. You didn't, you, they already know how much we love them. They know how much we care. All you gotta do is talk to them. They'll hear you. So I think people who have this racked guilt with them need to understand that that guilt is not necessary. They know. Our loved ones know. I'm not sure how or why, but they do. And you can always talk to them. So, during the course of this dream, she's trying to explain to him how grief-stricken she is and how much she loved him and how sorry she was. But he kept looking for Grandma. And he turned around to her finally and said, Tell Grandma I'm not who she's talking to. She needs to know this. So this was the message that was delivered during the dream. And the girl, when she woke up, she thought, okay, that's strange, but maybe I need to talk to Grandma. So she did. She talked to her Grandma. And apparently her grandmother had been either using a spirit box or some other tool to do paranormal investigation in the home to try to contact her departed husband. Well... Obviously, somebody was talking back to her. Whoever was talking back to her was a mimicker. Someone who saw her grief and had latched onto that and tried to speak to her through the spirit box as a way to gain her trust. And Grandpa wanted Grandma to know that it was dangerous. It wasn't him. So he decided to go to Granddaughter in a dream because he knew that she would be the best person to approach her. And boy, was he right. Grandpa nailed it on the head. So Grandma 
decided to quit ghost hunting in the house. And that was that. End of story. Remember, when you're in a state of grief, it's important to know that we can bring things in that will prey on us. We need to wait until we're no longer in that grief if we are trying to contact somebody on the other side. Because you don't want to bring something in that you don't want. Something that's going to feed on your lower vibrational energies. Go to a good medium. That's going to be your best resource. And if you have a legit medium, it will be money that's well spent. The last story that I want to share with you is about two twins, two sisters. Two sisters that grew up playing with a ghost in the house. A very specific ghost. I don't know what all they'd play, but she said things like the ball would roll across the floor, other objects, toys. They'd play games, stuff like that. They got to know this other spirit, the spirit that was there in their house, and playing with them, interacting with them. Her name was Susan, not the real name, obviously. I want to protect the identity of our listener. Anyhow, as she got older, Susan turned out to be the name of the triplet that she was actually a part of. Her mother told her and her sister about this child that she had lost that was part of their intimate insane ability to bond like no other family members brothers or sisters can in the world i don't know if they were identical or fraternal but either way when they shared the same womb the same dna that sort of thing they found triplets and twins develop these skills that are these habits that others do not have if they're separated. Things that we believe are or nurture actually are part of nature. They will often find they tell jokes the same way. They have the same style of walk. They drive the same car. They vacation in the same places. They share some off-brand of toothpaste or cigarette or alcohol that they like that is not a real common brand. They have infinities for specific things that we thought were either choice or perhaps nurture the way we were raised, but it's programmed into their DNA. And when they're together, they have this insane ability to know what the other is doing, what the other is feeling, what the other is sensing, what, you know, what's going on, especially if there's something traumatic going on. It's almost like they have their own mental telepathy or their own language. I'd like to know more about twins that are separated if they feel like perhaps they've got some sort of communication going back and forth, that they always felt like they knew they were part of a twin or triplet set. But this is not an uncommon story for people who have lost a child young or lost a child in uh, childbirth or stillborn, what have you, late term, that it comes back and it will interact with toys and objects and let family know, hey, I'm still part of you guys and I'm still here. In this case, I would highly recommend using the spirit box to communicate 
because there is no grief for the sisters who lost the sister because they never really knew her in life. But what an awesome tool to be able to talk to your other sister and find out about her. Those are the three listener stories that I wanted to share with you today. And the last thing that I want to share with you is some of the cool Spirit Box EVPs we have gotten on the Tarot Ghost Walk. These particular EVPs are from the date of June the 14th, and they're pretty wild. So we turn the Spirit Box on, and I'm just talking, doing my normal routine, and I hear something that sounds unusual. So you'll hear my response on the other side of the EVP. Here you go. What was that? I think this next EVP is particularly wild simply because you can't hear what is being said. It's muffled. There's a lack of comprehension. However, I do hear that someone's speaking to me, or to us rather, in that little area that we were using. And it's the same voice that comes across twice. And this just doesn't happen the way that these spirit boxes are scanning radio frequencies. So take a listen and tell me what you think. This next spirit box EVP is a hoot because I tell them in the middle, you'll know when you hear something. And here it is coming across the spirit box at that very moment. And what really floors me about this is this is a child's voice coming through. And it comes through twice, even though you can't understand what it is. And I think I named the EVP, What the Hell Is This? Because I didn't understand it. But it's obviously very chilling because, once again, it is not radio frequency. It is something, somebody, some child trying to talk to us. And, spoiler alert, this child's voice comes through in other Tarot Ghost Walk sessions that we do in this haunted courtyard. So whoever it is keeps coming through and is trying to talk to us. And you'll have to pick that up later on. So here you go. Tell me what you think. You'll know when you hear something. So that is going to be all for me. Thank you guys. If you are interested in the Terrell Ghost Walk, please go to our website. You can go to Terrell, T-E-R-R-E-L-L, TerrellGhostWalk.com and check it out. I want to thank you all for joining us. Make sure you keep this podcast alive by going to our Spotify app or on our webpage and giving us some love by showing your listener support. It costs money to do our podcast. It costs money to do these investigations. It's it's expensive, and we want to make sure that we can keep bringing you awesome content. So uh, show us a little love. Show our sponsors a little love, and let us know if you have your own stories you want to share by going to our site page and clicking on the link to share a listener story, and we'll be in touch with you maybe We'll share your story and you can get some insight on it. And others might want to hear your story because they may have other similar experiences. 
So logging off, I always say it's a great day to talk to the dead. Thanks for listening. Give some love by subscribing to our podcast to make sure you get your weekly paranormal fix. We are delighted that you have joined us today. There's plenty more stories and interviews to come. Remember, it is all.